King, you have summoned me. What is it? Take this here vibranium to the Brother Miles as a gift from the people of Wakanda. Go and bring him the vibranium mic. He will use it wisely. Who are you? You don't know. Don't tell me Negro. That's absolutely nothing. What did you do before you were named a Negro? And where were you? And what did you have there? Ask Professor Maurice Miles Martinez, MC Brother Miles, and he'll tell you like it really is. You can shackle the hands of black people. You can jail the bodies of black people. But you cannot shackle or jail the minds of black people. Rise up, black man, black woman, and reach to go back to Africa. My father was a Garveyite. Thus, Marcus Garvey can be thought of as my grandfather. But when you say, I've read in... Dr. Ben's book, or I've read in Dr. Ivan Van Sertima's book, or I've read in Professor Maurice Miles Martinez's book, they say, don't speak that information in here. Brothers and sisters, speak your truth to the world. Brother Miles, the black man's truth is here. The Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. History is a clock that people use to tell their political, economic, and cultural time of day. Brother Miles, the relationship of history to the people is the same as the relationship of a mother to her child. Free at last and proud to be black. One day, Miles will be free at last. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast, the place where black history, hip-hop, and spoken word come together. I'm your host, Maurice Miles Martinez, also known as MC Brother Miles. At the end of each podcast, we have an original spoken word poetry or hip-hop track by myself. Last week in Season 2, Episode 20, we discussed black U.S. citizens and migrants who were tricked, bust from southern states to the north. And the week before, in Season 2, Episode 19, we discussed the rejection of Jamaican Antigua Barbuda of their colonial past. These countries are still under the jurisdiction of the British monarchy, and they finally want to move away from it. So check those out. Season 2, Episode 19 and Episode 20. Today I'm going to discuss a little bit about some of the biased descriptions and language that the field of anthropology used and still uses. And with this, we will answer the question of whether the field of anthropology is racist. Now, the field of anthropology that we're dealing with in particular is called ethnography. And ethnographers are supposed to be one of the most inclusive fields because they sent people all over the world to study what they called, quote-unquote, the other. Now, the other today can be any group of people engaged in any sort of cultural behavior, including local cultural traditions that you wouldn't typically consider to be things that people study. However, classically, ethnographers spread all throughout the world and they went into the most remote societies that they could and typically focused upon the practices of those societies. They did this at a time that European nations were colonizing the world, Africa and Asia at a time that European Americans were colonizing America. And by that, I mean that very settler societies like the United States, Australia and South Africa 
There, the settlers typically pushed the indigenous populations off their land through violence and committed genocide by settling on the land. So in the United States, this happened with westward expansion. Now these ethnographers came in with these colonial settler societies and in other colonization efforts where Africa was divided and split up like a cake. In fact, King Leopold II from Belgium called Africa a magnificent African cake. So these anthropologists studied aspects of culture that in some cases were entirely stomped out. And so their effect was threefold. One, to record and document some of the original practices of these societies. Number two, to perpetuate lies and myths about them. Number three, equally as bad, to more often than not shift the focus upon the most remote aspects of society that didn't have large construction projects, extensive systems of writing, and who were not on the forefront of the technology of the continent. Now occasionally these ethnographers would stumble upon this technology as in the case of the Dogon Amali who were able to chart Sirius B, a star system that requires telescopes and they charted it before Europeans had telescopes and they reported other stars in the 1930s that weren't discovered until the 1990s by European and American scientists. However, overwhelmingly anthropologists focused upon societies that didn't have this technology. The ethnographers, anthropologists, they created a whole language that went along with this that they still use today, like tribe and chief. So the basic language of things like the other and tribe are accepted in the academy today. They're accepted in universities today. So I discuss this in my book, The Real Wakandas of Africa, where one of the main characters, Dr. John Henry Clark, explains. Consider the writing of Malinowski himself. Even the titles of his books are telling. For example, he wrote Crime and Custom in Savage Society in 1926. It was republished over the years with the most recent publication in 2013 for anthropology students to read as some magnificent work of academic thought. One of his most read works, Argonauts of the Western Pacific, was published in 1922 and was republished and read by students over the years. The latest version of his book was printed in 2014 and is fundamentally racist. Here's an excerpt from Malinowski's widely read book, quote, their fat broad faces, their squashed noses, and frequently oblique eyes make them appear quaint and grotesque rather than impressively savage. In olden days, before the advent of white men, these pleasant, apparently effete people were inveterate cannibals and headhunters, and in their large war canoes, they carried on treacherous, cruel raids, falling upon sleeping villages, killing man, woman, and child, and feasting on their bodies. The attractive stone circles in their villages were associated with their cannibal feasts. End quote. So this is a myth that Malinowski came up with, that they were cannibals. And his language is clearly racist, calling people cannibals and savages. And I've taken graduate anthropology classes, folks, and they're still reading these books with little or no discussion of how racist they are. It's like these are the holy grail of ethnography, of cultural anthropology, and they are accepted. As always, we conclude the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast with an original spoken word poetry or hip-hop track by myself, MC Brother Miles. The myth of the anthropologist that came into our society with colonialism's duplicitous gift to track, to control, to find the most remote society, the one without an African or Asian or indigenous or Australian or Native American mind. 
the one that reported that they were just filled with crime and blind. And like Malinowski, who called the people he encountered filled with crime, a people who were supposed to have some sort of crime and custom in some sort of savage society, but the impropriety of the colonial movements that came along focused upon colonizing non-European nations that they left us with the lie and left us with colonialism's language accepted like the word tribe and ethnography after ethnography written about you and me that describes little about African, Native American, or Asian pre-colonial technology. Would you go to the cornfields of the Midwest and say, let me study American culture? Would you go to rural France and say, let me study the French culture? Would you go to the grassy fields and rocky shores of the North British Isles and say, let me study the British culture? No, you would not. You would go to the cities like New York and London and Washington DC and Paris. For if you did not do this, you would be considered a despot. So don't tie us into your anthropological misconstrued not to leave us lonely and lost on the block. Thank you again for listening to the Real Wakandas of Africa podcast. When you have a chance, please pick a copy of my books up from Amazon, The Real Wakandas of Africa, Dr. John Henry Clark versus Herman Cain, The Great Wall of Africa, The Empire of Benin's 10,000-mile-long wall, and The Real Vibranium of Africa, also under the title, The Wakanda's Real Vibranium of Africa. And finally, Akhenaten's Dreams, my latest book. You can find them under my name, Maurice Miles Martinez, on Amazon, or under those titles. If you would like to become a sustaining member of this podcast you can click on the link on whatever platform you use to listen to it on and it will take you to my anchor.fm podcast page where you can actually support it at anywhere between one dollar and 9.99 per month should you need to contact me you can reach me at maurice miles martinez at gmail.com all one word maurice m-a-u-r-i-c-e Miles, M-I-L-E-S, Martinez, M-A-R-T-I-N-E-Z, at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe and share it with your friends.